0: Psalms 150 if you have your Bible and I want to preach a message this morning out of an experience that I recently had with the Lord and I've titled this message the praise factor we have to factor in our praise and when we factor in our praise it changes the outcome so this morning I want to look at Psalms 150 and then I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 5 and I'm just going to share some scripture with you this morning praise the Lord Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty act. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. We have a secret weapon in our arsenal. It is the weapon of praise. You and I were created to worship. And one of our best tools for breakthrough is the weapon of worship. We're called this morning to be worship warriors. 791 times in the scriptures we're instructed to praise, to sing, rejoice, and celebrate the Lord. We were created to give Him glory. We're called to worship and give Him praise. Jesus, when He met the Samaritan woman at the well, a woman who was living in sin. A woman who had been divorced five times. He's what he told her in John chapter 4 verse 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. I want to underline those words. The Father is seeking such to worship Him. You become like what you worship. If you worship superficial things, your life becomes superficial. If you worship perverted things, your life becomes perverted. If you worship evil things, your life becomes evil. If you worship the true God, you become godly. I've come this morning looking for some true worshipers, looking for somebody in this house who will say, I'm going to give God praise. Are there any worshipers in this house today? The apostle Paul gave these instructions in Ephesians 6 13 therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand sometimes when I've done all I know to do when I have prayed, when I've fasted when I believe God when I've got gotten people to come into agreement with me when I've done everything I know to do and I have to stand the Bible says having done all we stand sometimes we feel like we stand in a long time sometimes we look up into heaven and say Lord just want to let you know I'm still standing just in case you missed it just in case you forgot I'm still standing what am I doing I'm not standing around with my arms crossed tapping my feet saying where's God hurry up God I want you to come I'm not standing just kind of bored and I'm not standing even looking at my phone But what I'm doing is I'm standing with my hands lifted high. I'm standing with praise on my lips. Come on, somebody. You stand in worship. You stand in praise. And what you do is you learn how to praise God in advance of the breakthrough. Well, as soon as God gives me my breakthrough, I'm going to praise him. No, you need to start praising him now. You need to start thanking him now. I thank you, Lord, that you're my healer and you're affecting healing in my body. I thank you, Lord, that you're my provider. I don't have any money right now in my pocketbook, but it's going to run over in the name of Jesus because you said in your word my cup runs over. Come on. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We stand in worship. We stand in praise. Praise will produce an expectancy in our hearts. Psalms 147 says this, verse 1 through 6, Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. He counts the numbers of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble and he casts the wicked to the ground. So why is worship and praise so important? Well, let me give you four reasons real quick. Number one, worship changes the atmosphere. Worship invites the presence of God into our circumstances. How many of you have ever been into Belk? Well, when you go into Belk, and if you can find a JCPenney's, or you go into a JCPenney's, or a Macy's, or a Dillard's, they're not playing sad songs in the background. They're not playing songs that make you depressed. They're playing music that sets an atmosphere to put you in a mood to spend money. I know some of you don't believe that, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's subliminal. It's in the back. I'm telling you, they've researched this. Listen, all of that is designed to create an environment. And when you praise God, it changes the atmosphere. Worship invites the presence of God into our circumstances. Number two, we must learn to ascend in worship so we may descend in warfare. Listen to what Ephesians 2, 6, He raised us up together and made us set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Worship propels you into the heavenly place. Number three, worship will result in an opening in the heavens. Isaiah 64, 1, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down that the mountains might shake at your presence. Jacob went to a place called Luz. He pillowed his head on a rock. That night he had a dream. He saw the heavens open. He saw a stairway or a ladder. He saw angels ascending and descending. But at the top of that stairway was the Lord himself. He saw the Lord. When he woke up, he said, the Lord was in this place, and I did not know it. What was that? That was an opening in the heavens. I don't know about you but I don't want to live under a closed heaven I want to live under an open heaven Number four, worship will result in revelation Jeremiah thirty-three, three: Call to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know Listen to this definition of worship from Dr. Dick Eastman It is any thought, act or expression of willful adoration that exalts and enthrones God Therefore defeating and dethroning Satan Sometimes we've prayed all that we know to pray. Sometimes we've believed, we've stood, and we've done all that we know to do. And it seems like we're up against a wall. It seems like we can't break through. What is the answer? I believe it is the praise factor. I believe we put praise into the mix. And when we put praise into the mix, praise will defeat the enemy and dethrone the devil in the circumstances that you're facing. It's time to praise him in this place. So I want to talk to you about the praise factor. What is the praise factor? It may look like we're surrounded on every side. It might look like that things are out of control. It may look like the wicked are prospering and the enemy is winning. But I've come this morning with some good news. We're going to use our super, super, super secret weapon of praise. We're going to praise him when the mill barrel is full and when the mill barrel is empty. Listen to the words of the prophet Elijah to the widow of Zarephath in 1 Kings 17, beginning in verse 13. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you've said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord." Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. I've come to tell you, there may be a famine in the land, but there's meal in the barrel when you know how to praise him. We're gonna praise him when our accounts are running low and when our accounts have a surplus. We're going to praise him when we receive a bad report, and we're going to praise him when we receive the good report. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Don't just rejoice when things are going well. Don't just rejoice when Carolina beats Clemson. Don't just rejoice when your team wins. Don't just rejoice when things are going your way. You rejoice when they're going your way and you rejoice when they're going against you. I want to tell you, the doctor may look at you and say, here's the prognosis. You can say, doc, you got your diagnosis, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of the Lord. I'm going to praise him in the midst of the storm. I'm going to look the enemy in the eye and I'm going to give praise to God because my praise is greater than what the enemy can bring against me. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And look at the next verse, verse 18. In everything, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. It's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to do. But Lord, we give you thanks. For this is the will of God. We're going to praise him while in prison at the midnight hour. I'm just giving you some scriptures here. I said we're going to praise him while in prison at the midnight hour. And maybe we're not in a physical prison that has steel bars With locks and keys. Maybe we're in a prison an emotional prison or a physical prison. Maybe we're trapped in some way, but I've come to tell you in the midnight hour, we're gonna give praise to God. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a violent earthquake that shook the very foundations of the prison. And once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself we are all here, the jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas, then he brought them out and asked sirs what must I do to be saved, they replied, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved you and your household, it might be that you're in a place today, not the place that you should be, it's a place of injustice, it's a place that you don't deserve, maybe you're in a hard place today but they are people watching how you react and how you respond and at the midnight hour at the darkest hour of the night if you'll give God praise when it looks hopeless when it don't look like God can turn it around if you'll praise him your praise may be the result of somebody else's household getting saved I've come by to tell you that Paul and Silas sang praises unto God at midnight and when we sang praises unto God at midnight I'm telling you we can create a holy ghost earthquake hallelujah god is looking for a people who will praise him in trying times in the face of difficult circumstance in every situation of life will we be that people dick eastman writes in his book heights of delight worship provides an opportunity to encounter god in all his fullness firsthand worship provides an opportunity To encounter God in all his fullness firsthand. Why do we need to give God praise? Why do we need to be worshiping warriors? Listen to what Dr. Chuck Pierce writes. He says, when our problems seem to overwhelm us, the problem is not God's size. Rather, the problem is our perspective if we allow him to decrease in the midst of our increasing circumstances. When that happens, we need to magnify the Lord, and put him back in his proper perspective. Notice what he says. We need to magnify the Lord. And let's be honest. Let's be real this morning. It's easy to stand here and preach about giving God praise in trying circumstances when I'm anointed of the Holy Spirit. But in those moments when you face those hard choices, when you have all, it seems like all the world coming against you, that's when we have to make a decision. To give God praise. Now I remember growing up people said, man, I'm not going to praise God I feel something. You're in the flesh. Well, you're going to live in the flesh and die in the flesh. And, and I think we, we misunderstood. I'm going to wait till I feel the presence. And when I feel the presence of God, I'm going to praise him. You need to praise him in advance of feeling anything. And the presence of God will come in the midst of your praising. It's not a fleshly thing that you're doing. It's a spiritual thing because you're moving by faith. I don't feel anything. You don't wait till you feel good. To give God praise. You praise him where you're at. And your praise don't have to always be exuberant. And you don't have to jump around. You can just look at the Lord and say, God, I praise you. Maybe 10 days, a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. I'd been to a meeting at the conference and I was driving back to Greenwood. And I was just listening to some worship. And I was just had my mind on the Lord and was just meditating on the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, son, I want you to praise God for these things you're believing me for in advance of the breakthrough. The work is done. I want you to just praise me and give me glory. So I got home and I texted that to my wife. Within an hour and a half, I had a phone call from a dear friend of mine. And he said, the Lord just spoke to me earlier today and said, we've got to praise God before the answer comes. I said, I can show you the text I sent to my wife. You're confirming what God spoke to me. I think when you've asked and you believed, there comes a point where you have to say, I believe the work is done. Now, I don't think it's wrong to ask over and over again. I believe you can ask God. Some people say, only ask God one time, and if you ask God more than one time, you don't have any faith. I don't believe that. The Bible says, seek And you'll find, knock and it shall be open. In the Greek, it means seek and keep seeking, ask and keep asking. I believe we can keep asking. But I believe there comes a moment where we shift our gears. And we say, I've asked, I'm believed, we've come in agreement, we've fasted, we've done all we know to do, we're gonna praise you. We're gonna praise you. And you start praising God in advance of the breakthrough. What are you doing? You're creating an atmosphere. I believe for the miraculous. You're creating an expectancy in your heart, but you're also creating an expectancy in the hearts of others. Can I preach on a few more minutes? Praise the Lord. That sounds like you really wanted me to. (laughs) Isaiah 25 verse 1 says, Lord, you are my Lord. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. How do we overcome the discouragement of our day? How do we experience breakthrough? Perilous times demand dynamic praise. Matthew 11, verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist unto now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. In preparing this message, I had the thought, we must learn how to give God dangerous praise. I thought, I've never thought of that. What is a dangerous praise? It is a praise that dares to believe God. It is a faith-filled declaration of praise for what God has done in advance of the breakthrough. It is a praise in advance of the walls of Jericho coming down. In Joshua chapter 6 verse 5. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet. That all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. I've been to those walls. I've been in that city. I've been in those ruins. Beth and I. And I want to tell you they're there. And the archaeologist tells us it looks like the walls were just driven down. It don't look like it was breached. It don't look like it was blown up. It looks like the walls were just pushed down. And listen, he told them to shout before the walls came down. It's easy to shout when the walls come down, but I want to tell you it takes faith to shout before the walls come down. I'm talking about giving God dangerous praise. What is dangerous praise? Dangerous praise is when I get a bad diagnosis, when the, it, when the doctor comes and says it, it's malignant, when the doctor comes and says this is what you've got to face. A dangerous praise is a praise that looks that... Uh, diagnosis in the face and says, I'm going to give God praise anyway. It is a faith-filled declaration of what I am experiencing on the inside, and I am praising God in advance of my miracle. That's a dangerous phrase. Psalms 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Psalms 145, verse 1, 2, and 3, I will extol you O my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. Psalms 100, verse 4 and 5, enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into His courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations I've come this morning to tell you that as children of God as citizens of the kingdom of heaven we are not victims of this world we might be victimized at times we might go through things at times things may happen to us at times the enemy may come against us at times but we are not victims and we do not go before God with a victim mentality and say woe is me I don't deserve this I don't know why this has happened to me but we reach deep down on the inside of our spirit man and we find the word that was hidden in our heart many years ago and we draw strength off of that word and we draw the faith that's down on the inside of us that we may not feel or even know that's there but it's there because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and we say I'm not a victor I'm not a victim but I'm a victor this morning and we can into his courts with thanksgiving and we come into his gates with praise and we declare that he is Lord and he's bigger than anything that comes into my life Life. hallelujah yeah. let me give you this and I'm finished what happens when we give praise to God number one praise enlarges God now we can't really enlarge God but it enlarges our vision of God it enlarges our vision of God listen to what dr. Dick Eastman writes Of course our worship does not actually change anything in or about God. To suggest that worship enlarges God really means it increases our capacity to know and understand him in all his greatness. A.W. Tozer said, you can't make God big, but you can see him big. The God I serve is not on the same par with the gods of this world the God I serve is not on the same par with these these failing, dead, impotent gods, but the God I serve is bigger than all the universe. You see, he transcends, we call it the transcendence of God, because the creation cannot contain him. The Bible said the earth is his footstool, but he's bigger than that. He transcends his creation. I've come to tell you that the God I serve spoke this world into existence. You might believe that you were spawned from a monkey. You might believe that one day an ape was walking through the forest and a coconut hit him in the top of the head and he woke up a man it takes great faith to believe a lie but I've come to tell you that you're made in the image and the likeness of your father you were created by God the father Your birth's not an accident you're not here by happenstance you're not here and, and unwanted but I want to tell you you're made in the image and the likeness of God God has a plan for your life God is bigger than your problem he's bigger than your family he's bigger than your finances he's bigger than your troubles he's bigger than your trials we serve a big God this morning hallelujah Praise calls us to see him big. Psalms 34 four two. oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I will praise the name of God with a song, Psalms 69, 30. And we'll magnify him with thanksgiving. Secondly, praise engages with God. Praise engages with God. Listen to this. God moves with our praise. Here's the thing I found out about God. If you look at the war chariot of God in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel saw it a wheel within a wheel. God's on the move. He's on the move today. And let me tell you what he does. He moves with our praises. He moves with our praises. I want you to get that. He moves with our praises. When we praise, we connect with him. And we come into proper relationship. He's our God, our Father, our Savior, and our Deliverer. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above and comes down from the Father of lights. Come on, somebody. We often forget that God is our help. He's our provider and our healer. We get busy. We get distracted by the enemy. Praise and worship will enable us to draw near to God and bring us into times of reflection. Praise connects us with God. Revelation 4, 1, after these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. If you go down to verse 8, it says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. They do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. There's a word in the Scriptures that is universal in every language it is the word hallelujah now they pronounce it a little differently in different languages in the Spanish culture it's hallelujah hallelujah and I love when I go into Spanish culture, they'll talk about hallelujah. And I'll start saying hallelujah right with them, amen. And when they say he is Lord, they say el senor, el senor. There's something about saying el senor that just blesses me. When you go into any culture, hallelujah. And when we begin to praise God, listen. let me tell you what happens. It's more than me feeling good. It's more than me just getting some goosebumps. What I'm doing is my praise is connecting with the prayer meeting that's going on in heaven. My hallelujah is connecting with Heavens, hallelujah. And there's something about that connection. Listen, my daughter bought me a piece of eaker. It's a piece of technology. And the first thing I noticed when I got it is there was a cord that flowed out of the back of it. It don't run without any electricity. If I don't plug it in, I can talk to it all I want to. I can say, hey Siri, hey Siri, hey Siri, and Siri will not answer. I can get mad at Siri. I can call Siri names. I can say, Siri, you're dumb. Siri, you can't speak. But the problem is Siri's not connected to the right power source. Listen, but when I plug in Siri, Siri will come back on. She don't always understand me. And I told her, I said, Siri, send a message to Beth. She said, who is this? I said, this is Terry. She said, you'll have to authorize that on your iPhone. I can't tell you how we did it, but we figured it out. The thing is, Siri has to leave through the Internet and connect To a center, a data center somewhere, and in this case, made in North Carolina, it connects with the data center. It pulls data from all around the world and all kinds of different places, and it comes back in a moment's notice and tells you what temperature it is. It has to connect. Without that connection, it won't work. When we praise, come on somebody, what are we doing? I'm connecting to the power outlet of heaven. Woo! When I give God praise. My praise is connecting with the praise that's going on in heaven. And let me tell you, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Let me give you two more and I'm done. Praise enables us to change the atmosphere. We talked about that early, But here's what it changes. It changes the atmospheric warfare around us. If you go into a region or you go into an area, you start to feel the warfare atmosphere around you. You'll start to sense things. You'll start to pick up things. Sometimes you don't know spiritually what you're picking up. You just, in the natural, react to it. You think, ooh, this is a bad place here. But the way to change that atmospheric warfare is to praise. Here's what praise does. Praise empowers us to overcome oppression. Praise empowers us to overcome oppression. There's been a spirit of oppression that's been released across our nation you feel it you sense it and it's an oppression and you feel it you feel it in the atmosphere you feel it like there's an anger people, i mean people are going into mcdonald's and, and starting fights over hamburgers i'm coming into that i'm coming into that drive through you gave me the wrong coffee you didn't put cream in my coffee i mean there's an anger what is it people say what's what's wrong with people it's the oppression it's the spirit how do we change that praise praise I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. in just a few weeks praising. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to march up and down that mall and give God praise. I'm going to go over by the White House and give God praise. I'm going to go over by the Supreme Court building and give God praise. I'm going to pray. I'm going to bind. I'm going to lose. I'm going to do everything I know to do because I want to change the atmosphere in this nation. And I'm believing, God, that when the atmosphere shifts in this nation, that people who are angry and people who are hurt and people who are wounded and people who are bitter will find the healing power of Jesus Christ and their lives will be transformed by the power of God. Let me give you one more and we're done. Praise empowers our faith. Children of Israel were brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Ten plagues. And at the end of that, the death angel came. And the firstborn of every family died in Egypt. But God spared them because they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. God brought them out of Egypt. And they got out of Egypt. And they got to the Red Sea. Their backs were to the wall. And the enemy was pressing down on them. And some group just got right up and said, Moses brought us out here to die. But God opened the Red Sea. And they walked across on dry ground. And then he closed up that same sea and drowned the horse and the rider of Egypt. And set them free. They could never pursue them again. Broke the back of those who had enslaved his people. Brought them out in the wilderness. And they got thirsty. What did they do? They murmured and complained. Now, I know we think complaining is a part of our national pastime in America. We're supposed to complain about service being long are bad. We're supposed to complain about things not going our way. We're supposed to send texts when you can't get Siri to work right on your, on your smart speaker. But complaining and murmuring is the opposite of faith. It is giving in to the doubt and unbelief that is around us. And listen to me, you're going to have opportunities to murmur and complain today. Things are not going to go your way. Things are going to, obstacles are going to get put in your path. But in place of our murmuring and our complaining, let's release praise from our Let's release praise from our lips. And praise will empower our faith.